Welcome to the Daily Objective. Today, the episode is about bringing you some updates, some news, positive news, uh, happy updates about what is going to happen with the Anran Center UK and how we will proceed. Uh, there's a Greek saying which says, it's not going to translate well, but it says something like, when the leader is here, any other authority is invalid. So the leader is here. So Razi, the floor is yours. Well, I know we always uh, only read super chats, but Robert uh, said something in the chat that I can't uh, not read because he uh, he sort of had an, an idea of what the uh, surprise might be. And he says, ARC UK has been sold to Fox News Network and Razi is retiring to Puerto Rico where he's starting his own podcast. That sounds good, but what we have is even better. So uh, I, I was thinking, should we, should, yes, I was thinking, should we, should we do the whole, you know, how we started and all that stuff. But I think if you go back uh, through our, our um, history of uh, shows on YouTube, we've probably done that. We've done a few ARC UK updates and uh, we, we like talking about ourselves from time to time. So I think you can find that there. And I think, you know, certainly the last year and a half, people know because we have been, uh, you know, growing <clears throat> online. And um, and I, I think we've done amazing stuff. I think the, the fact that there's all this, you know, talent in the objectivist movement, uh, all these intellectuals that now have, uh, in some cases, uh, regular shows on our channel, in other cases, are regular uh, guests is an amazing thing. Uh, but, you know, uh, objectivism is still not the dominant philosophy in, in the culture, not in the UK, uh, not anywhere else where uh, people can um, see our stuff. So we did, we did think it is time to take things to the next level. And, uh, you know, how do you take things to the next level in, a, in an intellectual movement? You know, you need you need you know somebody with the intellectual uh, know-how and somebody who is uh, uh, understands communicating ideas, and I don't think anybody in the objectivist movement has uh, combined the two better uh, in recent times than uh, the man I'm proud to now introduce as uh, the Ayn Rand Center UK's new chief intellectual strategist, Don Watkins. Hey guys. Hi Don. So uh, yeah, Don, we were uh, basically, I, I, um, I don't know if I should start with, with the story of uh, what happened about a week ago when I, I told Nikos we had this, this moment where, uh, you know, I realized that this is, this is real because, uh, uh, so you had joined uh, the ARC UK uh, Slack a few days before and you know that was that was a, a good moment but then there was something that happens uh quite often behind the scenes which is uh i i write a tweet and i think it's it's uh, not good enough so so uh, a certain show is not promoted at all on twitter because of that and i just you know thought all right don is on slack i'll send it to him and i got uh immediate feedback and a much better tweet. And uh, that was sent out. Now that makes it sound uh, 
I think less significant than this is, but uh, if if you saw the how things are going behind the scenes, you would see this is a major step up for us. Uh, so first of all, Don, thank you for for joining us, uh, not just on the show, but at ARC UK. No, it's my pleasure. I mean, I think I've said on the show in the past that you know when I first started launching my public stuff, um, as I was. Uh, starting kind of this new part of my career focused on communication and a bunch of other things that I'm doing. That's really where you guys were starting to take off and do a ton of stuff. And my first thought was, this is awesome. They're going to take care of a whole bunch of things I thought I was going to have to do. And uh, so I was excited about it from the beginning and particularly as you've added new shows and you've just been so consistent about, we want to provide this whole like community of people and of knowledge to uh, the objectivist world and then beyond the objectivist world. So I, I've always thought it was a really cool project. And then uh, from time to time, I've been happy to help you guys out with some of the things you've been doing ad hoc. But then um, you guys took me out to London. Has it only been three weeks? It, feel, it feels like a long time ago. And, you know, as we were talking, you know, one of the things that came up was, hey, how can I be more helpful and so we talked about this kind of role where, you know, one of the things I've found in my career and in organizations I've worked with is just the importance of having people with different skill sets who can like help you execute projects and vision projects. And I think, you know, I have a complementary skill set to you guys. And so we came up with this role where we can take this foundation you've laid of incredible content. Uh, you know, the entire week and then think about how do we take it to the next level? How do we reach a wider audience? How do we make what we're doing more valuable to people? And like you said, the example you gave is a good one of something small, but it's having access to that feedback on an ongoing way that can help you execute a lot of the small things that build big results over time. So no, I'm super excited about it. And I think that anybody who values what you guys are doing should be super excited too. Yeah, and uh, Razi started with the, the very optimist side. I'm always the one who picks on where we can get better. And the two main things I've gotten from Don, Don, that first article you wrote on Medium, when you, let's say, launched this new stage in your career, which is based on communication, you said something, and I'm paraphrasing that, people who advocate for ideas around freedom the reason they're not making a huge breakthrough, it's not that the system is stuck against us or mostly it's because we don't know how to communicate our ideas. So so having, so having, testing this in real time with you. So first of all, are the things that we do good enough to be spread out there? And if they are good or good enough, how do we spread them out there? That's the one thing. And the second thing that I really value and I really got them from you and I'm looking forward to you bringing this even more so the way I see this is I want you to be really the bad guy here. I want you to be the guy who reminds us the things that you wrote. You wrote that whenever you create a content, either you write, either it's a talk, either it's a podcast, always keep in mind that people could be doing anything else but consume your thing. They could be having sex. They could be on Netflix. They could be eating a sandwich. They could be lifting weights. So in a way, whenever we create something, we compete with everything else in the world, in a sense, within a context. So you bringing this very meticulous and very, in a way, 
no BS approach is what I'm mostly looking forward in this cooperation. Well, and you raise a really good point that I think is valuable for everybody to have in their mind, right? Because we hear these like advice about like, hold yourself to high standards and all this. And the reason it slips is not because people like you or me are lazy or we're, we forget the advice. It's that that is hard to retain when you have deadlines coming through. There's 10 things flying at you. You have to make a decision now. Um, this is kind of borderline. It's yeah, I can it's, it's okay. Let's move ahead with it. And so I think what you're talking about where you have like people who like their role is mostly just to be uh, your accountability and say, all right, is this the best we can do? And maybe it is given the time we have, maybe it's not, but that is super useful. Some people can, an, an organization, well, not organization, some people I think can do that themselves, but once you bring together a team, um, I think you need internal accountability and everything is part of what you have to do is assess those sorts of trade-offs, but it's very easy to lose sight of um, those things in the kind of heat of battle. And, uh, and it's all particularly when it's, you haven't fully formulated all of your premises for judging, like, is this like high quality or not? I'm not sure I can see this, you know, this thing makes me uncomfortable or so on. Um, you know, cause I used to, when I was writing op-eds, I'd send them to editors and it wasn't like I was shocked when I got back bad stuff, but I wouldn't have been shocked if they said, this is great. You know, you have to learn how to judge things and so on over time. So I think just, um, the, you know, adding to your toolkit, uh, I think is a, a real opportunity then to keep improving and keep expanding. And also, it's interesting the, the, the different approaches within the group. So quite often I tell to Razi, you know, we, we should think, Steve Jobs would say, it has to be this, it has to be really perfect. And Razi says, yes, but at the same time, what, we, what, I, what he has in mind is something like the Netflix of objectivism. And actually, if you go to the YouTube channel, you see there's something on business, there's something on it's more in the past on romance, something on psychology, something on non-fiction, something on fiction, something on current affairs. And the, the biggest challenge, how do you bring these two things together? That everything you want to look good, to be good, but at the same time to stand up to the standard that the business has set for itself, which is something like, by the way, I don't know, Raz, if the objectivist Netflix is something that we only discuss under the table and whether you're comfortable with this being... Uh, being out there but i think it's a, yeah it's a actually that's thing. not my that's not my term but i i um wholeheartedly endorse it uh and 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 yeah as as don was saying you know i think first of all i think we already have great content and of course we can make it better and we can uh, we can add to it but uh yeah distributing it is is something we are we are um we, we need to figure out how to do better so i think you know for some of the shows certainly having thousands of, of viewers is not that, um, you know, unreachable a goal. And I think, uh, I think with Don, we will, um, you know, we, we will, we will get there. Uh, and hopefully we will go beyond that. Uh, um, and I, yeah, go ahead, Nikos. No, I just said to there, there, and there are two more areas that we'll cover today. The one area is how we're going to be even better when it comes to our intellectual content, because, we say this every day, we are not experts, we are students. 
and we recognize that we're students of objectives, from time to time, we can bring someone who is either an expert or more of an expert from us. And this is another announcement that Razi has to make today about the closer cooperation with people who we trust, with people who have taught us the things we know on objectives. And at the end, I want also to put on the table, how can we become better as a community? How we can engage more our members, our audience, the people who is the people who are watching, how can we make you more of more a part of this, both in terms of making this a bigger thing, but also expressing uh, the thank you, expressing uh, the gratitude we feel for the fact that you get value and also you provide value to us. So Razi, how about we start with the intellectual uh, quality, let's say developments, and then we're gonna end up with the community developments. All right, but I first want to uh, go to some super chats. So uh, Mark Moses says, wow, that's great. I agree. Uh, Robert Nasser says, all hail the dawn. Uh, actually, it's, it's, uh, it's in his contract that this is how we have to read him uh, every time. <laughs> no, that's, that's a joke. Uh, Bonnie says, nobody does community better than individualists. Uh, and we also have super chats from Sammy, from Marieline. Oh, and Duncan says, bring it to the next level. Way to go, Don. Uh, another super chat from Sammy and a very generous super chat from Marieline. So thank you all. Uh, thank you both. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Yes, where were we, go where were we going next? Uh, intellectual quality. Um. All right, that's that's pretty broad. But do you want me to give a specific uh, thing that's that's coming up uh, that I can? So, yeah, Nikos mentioned that we we will be uh, cooperating more closely with ARI. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, you have to well, announce it now. I so think yeah, we are we are going to be cooperating more closely with ARI. And um, uh, one thing that we uh, have already launched uh, as part of that cooperation is this show. Uh, method and Madness, which you may have seen on uh, the past couple of Mondays. Uh, it, it's a 10 p.m. UK time, 5 Eastern. And um, so, you know, when uh, months ago, when Raka told me about these kids, the Aporia Institute, who are, uh, you know, promoting objectivism on TikTok, I was thinking, you know, how do you, how do you promote ideas and like dance form? But I, I checked them out on TikTok and they are actually uh, promoting ideas and, and doing it well and, and reaching a, a much larger audience than we are. And uh, actually spoke to them months ago about uh, doing something on, on Clubhouse and that didn't come to fruition mostly because uh, of, of my schedule and, uh, and you know, it, but now that it is happening, I think what, what is happening is uh, it, it was worth the wait and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, uh, what we are, what we were discussing is doing a show where, uh, uh, with Ibis and Larry, formerly known as Cudmi, although I think he was known as Larry before, uh, who uh, are, are thinking about attracting an audience that is like they were a couple of years ago before they, they came into, they, they came across objectivism. What was it that attracted them, uh, asking those, those types of questions and asking them, so both of them are year one students in the Objectivist Academic uh, Center. And, uh, and they will be joined each week by uh, an instructor from the Objectivist Academic Center. 
And I can actually announce that, uh, and uh, Don, you actually don't know this either but because this recently came about, but I can announce that that instructor in uh, most episodes will be on Cardate. So uh, that is definitely a show that I think um, everybody should uh, so basically, what we're doing is we're bringing to our audience Harry Binswanger and Onkar Gatte to, I, I might be forgetting someone, so I don't want to say the two top uh, active authorities on objectivism, but perhaps the two top active authorities on objectivism. So again, this this is big. This is big. And this, is, this has to do with the work that Razi has done, because these people are not so easy to impress in terms of you say, hey, can you do something with me? We, we're objectivists. And they say, yeah, sure, we're going we're gonna to do this. this so this is, this is something that I'm very proud, uh, proud of, in, proud for the ARC UK that has actually persuaded these people that, you know what, your time is worth it and that we are worth it in terms that we are serious here in what we are, in what we're doing. Well, let me so, just say a yeah. quick word to drive home that point. So I watched the first episode that the guys did with Ankar and uh, the, I think the title was, um, is there a God? And so I, I want to just highlight the importance of it's not just that we got a really powerful guest with some really exciting hosts. It's that they really are focused on what are the issues and questions they're going to speak to the people who are like us. And then how do we connect them with the best thinkers on this issue and elicit all the right questions? And it's that kind of thing that I think does grow an audience when you're able to not just have great minds, but really connect to the things that the people you're trying to reach already care about. So I think just strategically, the show is uh, a really intelligent move, and I'm super excited to see how it evolves over time. And the quality of the show was of that level that. Even if I have a cousin, a student, a friend who says, look, give me a one-hour discussion with the best arguments regarding God, I would, I would give this all. So the, le- the intellectual level is there, obviously, because Onkar is there, but also the way uh, the, the Aporia people, the TikTok objectivists, set the agenda of the discussion, ask the questions, makes the discussion be what it is so very good work and uh, there's going to be there's going to be more there's going to be more of this type of content content that we're proud of and content again you can give this to your friends not to make him an objectivist but you can give this to your friend and say here's an interesting discussion on the topic whether you're a christian a marxist an objectivist whatever there's there's intellectual value there because it meets you where you are Uh, I'll read a couple more super chats. So Scott says, uh, Rand has now been maligned by wokists as a bigot. Don't we have to more openly challenge that before her ideas can take uh, more hold in the culture? Uh, I wish there's going to be some form of content that leads with misrepresentations of Rand, but maybe maybe that's for a future announcement. There's also... um, we do have to challenge that, but we also, you know, we need to, uh, I think it's more important to promote her ideas than to answer the uh, criticism or in some, in some case, I think calling random bigot is an actual criticism. It's just, uh, it's, it's name calling. So, uh, you know, we, we, I think we do, by the way, um, talk about 
the wokeists quite a lot, but uh, but yeah, there is there is a place for that, but there is more of a place for Rand's ideas uh, generally to spreading the culture. Uh, Fabian says, "Hey, Nikos, I'm drinking from that same cup." Uh, here's to Tomek and Zimovitz and the organizers of Iron Run Con Europe 2020, which it's this <laughs> cup is so cool. Yeah. Uh, Phil with what oh, I Oh, and Mateusz. Sorry, I forgot the third of the Troika. So Phil with what I believe is the biggest super chat, uh, single super chat we've ever gotten, 500 pounds, says uh, intelligent symbiosis. Uh, please, but please remember that sometimes good ideas quietly come from some people in Britain. Objectivism, given the chance, might easily become almost instinctive here. Thanks so much, Phil. And yeah, and Phil uh, has been a great supporter uh, of, of our content for the past few months. So thank you, Phil, uh, for all And Phil, support. I really enjoyed that episode that you were so generous to sponsor. Uh, right, have we uh, lost Nikos? Particular episode, and uh, we're always going to do our best. What? I think we kind of lost you for a little bit while you were thanking Phil. I think we lost you completely now, but Phil, what I think Nikos was trying to say was thank you for the Yeah, episode. okay, you didn't miss anything uh, significant. I just said I could have... All right, while Nikos uh, figures out his, uh, his connection, a few more super chats. Uh, Mary Aline says, I love Method and Madness. Um, all right, uh, there's also super chats from Louise, uh, from Sammy, from Jeff. Uh, Robert says, TikTok objectivists, holy heck, what a world, what a win. Unbridgeable gap bridged. And there are uh, a couple of super chats, one from Duncan, one from Robert, which I will read when Nikos comes back uh, because he needs to hear them. But I, I can tell you that I agree. Uh, you're muted, Nikos. Yeah, my connection is not good. Yeah, go on. Well, there are two super chats that you should hear. Uh, one is from Duncan. Uh, is flirting with reason coming back anytime soon? And way to go, Phil. Wow. And uh, where is the other one? Robert Naser. Yes, more flirting with reason. Yeah, maybe. May we'll see. Maybe as I'll look if. It, a major rule in flirting is less is more. So, yeah, scarcity, uh, manufactured scarcity, see it this way. You're going to see us once every once in a while. Yeah, as, as uh, well, I don't know if we discussed this publicly, but I think once a week was already scarcity. I was I was pushing for, uh, for it to be a daily show, but uh, anyway. Um, all right, there is another super chat from Mary Aline who says, I have listened to Rucka's TikTok objectivist interview four or five times. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yes, that is on our channel as well. Good, can we go to the community, let's say, part now? So first of all, Don, I don't think we've ever discussed this even in, in private. So we were together in the battle of ideas and I mentioned to you how impressed I was by the fact that this group that organized this conference now for almost 20 years 
is this strong community, although it started from a group with so strict intellectual principles. And we started discussing how could this apply also to our movement, but then we jump to another topic. So how do you see a center like the Anran Center UK, which has, let's say, a geographical presence, but also it has people and audience from all around the world. So how does a com building a community around an, a movement looks like to you and how how can we do what can we do about it i mean it's a big question i don't have a full answer but i'll say that there's certain things that we're already doing well that get that really move the ball forward so one thing is precisely the way that we choose content so some of the content is like the show we're talking about um with onkar is all right, we want to bring you the connect the best objectivist intellectuals with the highest, uh, you know, um, the best questions for the people we're trying to reach. But you've also given a platform to objectivists who just know a lot about certain issues or like talking about certain kind of issues. In other words, you've created a community platform. This is not purely a top down. Here's the experts, you know, articulating the objectivist position. It's here's objectivists talking to themselves and talking to the outside world. And so I think that alone makes it a, an accessible community that people can get plugged into. You do a lot to make sure that there's discussion, right? You're, we're answering a lot of super chats here. Um, there's a lot of time for Q&A on most of these programs. You're bringing in all kinds of different guests. And that kind of thing is what stirs discussion. It builds a, a sense of community. There's a class I do, Communication Bootcamp, where I get to interact one-on-one -on -one with a lot of the supporters of ARC UK. And so I think that kind of idea that like, this is not us teaching, though some of us are teachers. This is not us saying this is what objectivism is, even though some of us are experts. It's everybody in this game of learning, having fun, having these conversations. And so the real key is you're facilitating conversation in a very open, exciting way. And I think that, that gives a really strong foundation for how to really build in community in a way that's very hard if, you're, if your mission is a little bit different. You know, if I'm in the Ayn Rand Institute shoes, their, their focus is different, right? Their job is we want the best minds in objectivism to articulate the objectivist view as best as we can. And uh, that's important. I think that should be what their mission is. They're exceptional at it. And we are really kind of going to take on the more community side of there's a lot of people out there who want to talk, engage, meet each other, interact, uh, build their not share their knowledge on issues why, why, that Ayn Rand may have never even commented on. And I think that is a really cool thing that doesn't really exist in our world. And so the fact that we're kind of leading the way in building it is is super thrilling. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, ARI, um, their mission is to create objectivist intellectuals, which is a mission, of course, we, we uh, support and, uh, and will um, help them in as, as much as we can. And I think uh, much of our, especially our, our members' uh, content is um, for objectivists who don't want to be professional intellectuals, but do want to, uh, you know, spread the ideas and, and do that uh, better. And of course, the communication bootcamp, which by the way, people is in uh, today's session is in 90 minutes. So there is still time if you're not a member to sign up to join 
today's session. Uh, that's such a huge part of it because you know we all, uh, I think anybody in uh, in the objectivist community finds themselves uh, you know in conversations with non-objectivists. We probably all wish we could do better in these conversations, uh, and and the communication bootcamp exists for that purpose. And, and let us specify, let us remind something to ourselves and to people. You get basically for free, besides your membership with ARC UK, to talk with one of the best experts in communication who is around. In my view, not only who is around in the movement, but in general. And how do you know that I'm not BSing you and I'm actually believing this? I give Don stuff to my students. In the in the skills classes I do, when when I talk about communication or about writing, I a lot of the stuff I give them is stuff that Don has worked on. And you have the chance to have Don for free by becoming a member of ARC UK. This is like uh, once every week I can talk tactics with Jurgen Klopp for free. Like, of course you're gonna do that. Of course this is a huge value to that. By the way, those of you in the states, yeah, most people don't know who that is, but. Yeah, it's the equivalent in basketball. I don't know. You're going to talk uh, the triangle offense with uh, Phil Jackson or whatever. And uh, another part of, of uh, you know, and something that members get, uh, and, and which is another part of, <clears throat> you know, if you, if you want to communicate objectivist ideas, you do need to, uh, you know, understand objectivism as, as well as you possibly can, which is why uh, on weekends we have, uh, sessions on uh, Dr. Peacock's courses with James Valiant. And the next course we're starting, which is we're starting this Sunday, is Understanding Objectivism. And I mean, the, so I've been re-listening to the, the first lecture uh, in that course. And, you know, uh, Peacock gives these three arguments against philosophy and specifically against, you know, objectivism and why, why it could be... Um, it could it could basically make make life more difficult, and I think uh, most of us have probably not only met um, people who are one of those types, but we've probably all been you know to some extent uh, in in those shoes. Like we we've been in situations where we or certainly early on uh, when you first get into objectivism, there is that uh, uh, you know. Is this now a set of rules that I have to follow? That's kind of uh, you know basically means I can't do things, which which I think is is the opposite um, way of of uh, looking at it. Or you know, is it going to put me at odds with everybody? Am I now kind of at war with the world because they're not objectivists or they're not you know objectivist enough? So this uh, this course, by the way, which you don't have to be an ARC UK member to listen to. It's available for free on uh, the Ayn Rand Institute's YouTube channel, uh, on their um, campus website, and on the Ayn Rand University app. Uh, but and I, and I recommend doing that. Uh, but yeah, having these sessions with James on this course and and um, getting a better understanding of the philosophy is uh, important. First of all, for living a better life and then for communicating the ideas. Let me em emphasize the living. So the way we organize these uh, courses is that. Before the course, I sent questions based on the lecture, but questions that have to do with people's lives or with current affairs and things like that. 
So we discuss the lectures, but the starting point is what, how do the things that Peacock say can apply to your life? Of course, often we focus on things from the lecture itself, but most of the times the questions have to do with the application of these ideas in your life or in your uh, professional romantic uh, life, again, so that we bring philosophy in a way down to earth so that the idea is I'm not joining an ivory tower discussion, I'm joining a discussion about things that are relevant to my life. So this is the, this is the point of the Saturday of the peak of sessions. Which are now on Sunday, by the way. Um, the Sunday peak of sessions, yeah. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to discuss. So Don, you have a novel coming out soon, in two weeks. Yeah, almost two weeks to the day. In fact, I just heard from my publisher that my personal copies are going to be shipped uh, imminently. So I am super excited about that, as you can imagine. And um, as a reader, do you ever have this experience where you read a novel and you know, you're reading it and you, you like want to talk to people about pretty much every scene, but maybe somebody is not reading it at the same time or uh, they're not reading it at all. And, you know, you, you, you basically there's nobody to, to talk. It's not like when you uh, watch a TV show when it airs and uh, and you can talk to people the next day about the episode. So, uh, well, we can't solve that problem for everybody in, in every novel they ever read, but uh, with I Am Justice, we are going to have in our, for members only, in our uh, fiction study group, uh, we are going to be discussing it starting November, I believe it's 25th, but I'm not sure, a couple of weeks after after it comes out. And uh, Don, you will be joining uh, a couple of those sessions, right? Uh, yeah, I, not everyone, because it's no, yeah. not fair for the author to dominate, but I, I definitely want to be there for a few. And yeah, I think it'll be, I mean, it's going to be super exciting for me just to have people, you know, reading and talking about the book because, you know, it is a thriller, but it's a thriller that delves into important ideas about justice and tribalism and heroism and cancel culture and racism, a, a lot of things like that. And so I think it's a, it's a fun opportunity to be able to uh, hear people kind of try to tear apart something I've written in that way. And um, hopefully is a cool chance for them to have an experience that, uh, that, you know, I long for every time I read a good book, which is, Hey, I'd really love to talk to the author about this. And uh, you know, I think this will be a cool chance for people who, uh, who are interested to do just that. And let me say to people that this book at the same time, it has ideas, but at the same time, it's a, it's a great mystery thriller. So even if you give this book to someone who has almost zero interest in philosophy or professional philosophy or whatever, they're going to enjoy. I think it took me four days to read the book only. And I mean, in short, uh, in sports reading streams, and it was uh, very, very, very interesting. And you're not going to be disappointed. Let's, let's, put it, let's put it this way. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'll just underline one thing. So um, look, a lot of a, a number of objectivists are people inspired by random re written fiction uh, in the past. And so let me just I'll put it this way. My publishers, you know, who want to make money like they're not objectivists. They don't even think they know who Ayn Rand is. Um, 
but they they think this is a book that people want to read. So there there's at least one level of vetting that assures you that this will not be kind of like repurposed uh, uh, cringy objectivist material. And let's not do appeal to authority, but from what I've understood, your publishers are these kind of disruptors in publishing who publish a few things, but the things that they judge that it's a very, very good quality and it's worth going all in. And they judge your book like that. And again, reading this book, I think it was it was worth it. And indeed, it's not, because I've read literature which is influenced by objectivism. I think yours is very different in terms of you're not trying to preach. And it has characters that they you're going to want to discuss about them. So uh, I met Don in London uh, the other day, and with, it was the first time we met in person. And I think within eight minutes, I'm trying to figure out how long the, the how long the walk was. Within seven to eight minutes, I was asking questions about one of the characters of the book, and more specifically, the professor. So there's a cool El Professor in Casa del Papel, but there's also a very interesting professor character in Don's novel. So I encourage people to go and read it. Razi, anything else? Um, yeah, uh, we will soon launch YouTube memberships. More info on that soon. So uh, yeah, pe people who for whom uh, a full membership is too expensive, we know uh, that the cheapest level of membership is not cheap, uh, but YouTube memberships are cheaper. So uh, those are coming soon. We will let you know. So this will be a chance for people who cannot afford the £10 per month to start from something lower. And also, though, for people who have a subscription, they are not ready yet to jump to the next level, which might be, let's say, from 10 to 50 or from 50 to 100. I don't remember 100%. So if you want to show a bit more appreciation, but also to have good fun on YouTube and be able to do things on YouTube that otherwise you can't, this opportunity uh, will arise soon with a YouTube membership. So yeah, there, there will be there will be content that you uh, can only access if you're a member or a YouTube member. But uh, we we will uh, get into that later. What I can uh, tell you now is there will be a Nikos emoji. So that alone is worth the uh, the price of membership. Okay, I haven't seen that emoji, but. Since Razi says there is one, there probably is. That, I mean, that's that's what how usually things happen. Okay. Uh, so to sum up, better work in terms of putting our work out there. We that's why we have done. Of course, it's useful to have done in all possible ways. Upping up also in terms of our intellectual cooperation with the Ayn Rand Institute, having instructors from the Objectivist Academic Center doing the, uh, the show with the people from Aporia every Monday. Most of the times it's going to be Onkar, God, the chief intellectual instructor uh, in, the, in the Ayn Rand Institute. And also we're doing more things to grow this community and more things which signify more value of you becoming a member for Ayn Rand Center UK. So, Raz, the last word should be yours, and then maybe also the last word should be of, uh, to our guest. Um, yeah, so uh, everything Nico said, and uh, yeah, Don, we're glad to have you on board. Uh, and uh, we will go to Clubhouse for, I think, about 15 minutes because it, uh, 
<clears throat> at 7 p.m. UK time. So in less than 20 minutes, we have Enjoy Parenting with Lisa Van Dam and, and uh, Kyle Steele. And our guest today is Stephen Schub, who is making his uh, debut on the channel. And uh, then at 8 p.m., we have uh, the Communication Bootcamp with Don Watkins, which is for members only. Uh, there is no Life on Earth with uh, Robert and Amy Nasser today. They will be back next week, and our guest will be Gene Maroney. So that's going to be worth the wait. And um, one last super chat uh, from Enric. The content is so much more valuable than subscribing to Netflix, HBO Max, etc. Thank you, Enric. Uh, I, I hope we can live up to that. Um, Don, okay. any important thoughts before we go to Clubhouse? No, I just, uh, I'm super excited to work more closely with you guys. And I really think that, you know, this endeavor to bring out great objectivist material and create a thriving objectivist community, there's just so much upside ahead. And so we should uh, really do everything we can to make that happen as quickly as we can. Good. So thanks everyone and see you soon in Cloud House. Bye-bye.